0: Entrepreneurs on Boyne The Brew, you're now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Adam McChesney and I want to thank you for being here. If you're listening please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. Today we have another in-person episode. Super excited to have this guest, someone I've known for over three years. We got connected online which we were kind of just talking about social proof <laughs> and Content and personal branding all that good stuff and then started doing business together. He's been a client of ours uh, over at height he's got to see really my my journey unfold I think when we first started talking I was doing all this stuff by myself and it's crazy to see where things have came over the last three years but I've got to see him seen him involve uh, over time as well and really get to know him better and, and watch from a distance love what he's doing uh, we see eye to eye on a lot of things including personal branding social media self-development business and life in general um, you know it's tough to find those people locally as well especially in today's environment so I'm very blessed to know this guy and have. Here today, he's already accomplished some incredible things in his journey. But, um, to be honest, I don't even think you know you're scratching the surface on your potential, you're just getting started, man. So, I'm super excited to continue to watch that. So, today's guest is Tanner Dallas, he is a serial entrepreneur and small business owner. Tanner, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I think that's something we could talk about today is kind of when we both climaxed in our journey meeting each other, yeah, and where we're at today
0: because that is true.
1: I mean, like, we kind of both started early on and like. I remember meeting you at Breadco and the yeah. Telegraph and that was when you were first getting started, yeah, and that's when you were creating the s e like the websites like the autoglass company it was before you had the auto glass company yeah. it was like you were just deferring out the leads and yeah. yeah, so I think that's uh it's cool though because the way you just put it in your words it's exactly how it's been yeah is uh not only we met at that time, but just kind of where our careers and paths are going now and compounding over time by just doing the right things
0: yeah it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like I think people and I I've, I've said this on the, on the on the podcast before but people underestimate what they can do in greater than a year, but overestimate what they can accomplish in a year. Like, I look back to that first yeah. year when 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 you and I first met each other, and I'm like, crap, I want to be doing so many bigger things. And it wasn't happening quick enough, fast enough, strong enough. And then, like, years two to three, it was like, crap, I kind of wanted to slow down because it Isn't was Isn't it weird like that? Yeah.
1: Like, I'm noticing that now, just like in my professional life, and yeah. not only with the stores, because, you know, we've got the Crooked Feathers locations, we got Two Bros Pizza Co., we've got Zero Guilts Eye, and then professionally, like I was saying, like, I can't say too much on it, but Uh, theoretically just work in the retirement space and compounding interest. Like, that's as vague as I can put it. Mm -hmm. But seeing your journey, too, that's also what, like, inspired me to get more active on social media. Oh, yeah. And there's a few different people, and like we were just talking about, most people don't want to put themselves out there, Mm -hmm. but they don't realize that the amount of times I've heard it, and I know you've heard it, too, is just, like, we may only see 500 views on a video. We may Some may get 5,000 or 50,000. But some people will just come to me and be like, man, I saw this video. And I'm thinking like, are we allowed to use foul language on this? Oh, yeah. On I was like, head. I was thinking like, people are like, holy fuck. Like, I, I did not think that you actually, this, like in our head, it's like 250 views, 500 views. We're pissed. But the, yeah, <laughs> we're pissed. But then there's people, like I was on a call with somebody last night and he's like, man, I saw this video and I was like, dude, I appreciate you saying that because literally it didn't have that many views. Yeah. And not that it matters about the views because, like, we, we believe in consistency. We yeah. believe in putting out value. And as much as we create value, we hope to reciprocate that backwards to us or mm-hmm. forwards. Yep. And it always shocks me when there's that, those people out there that do see it and it does matter. And, like, we get to this point where we keep building up. And I think that's the problem like mm-hmm. for people like us. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but it's like we keep building up. And we had these new expectations. So, like Ed my lad always talks about it, but like it's like the temperature in the room. Yeah. And for me, it's the same way too, like professionally, or even for you, like the revenue you're doing every month. It's mm-hmm. like you get to a standard of like this new revenue, and people around you may say, Wow, man, that's amazing. But that's like your new standard. Yeah. And do you struggle with that sometimes where oh, it's just yeah. like you're you don't you feel like you're doing well and mm. you know you're doing well, yeah. and you're putting up numbers. Mm but you're still being just as hard on yourself as when you were doing 90% less. Exactly. Does that happen to you? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, one of my mentors, uh, Mike Claudio, he talks about, you know, we couldn't imagine even this time last year where we're at. Yeah. And what we have right now, like, we literally used to pray and wish for and, like, be like, man, if I could just get here. Well, the problem is is because we're entrepreneurs, because we're visionaries, we're all those things, we're always looking to get to that next level. That's, like, now, like, the floor (laughs) <laughs> and how did temper like,
1: that though like how does he talk about tempering that because that's something i'm sure you struggle with too but yeah I we think, have we have families we're we're personal life people like we care about our personal life and yeah. we also care about creating the most well i was almost going to say the most excellent service but creating the mm. best service for our clientele mm. because just like your business yeah People have good things to say oh, yeah. and they spread the word. But how do you go about tempering that for yourself?
0: I think like I struggle with this still today and I struggled with it a lot more, you know, the last couple of years, but I think for me and I'm actually made a post about like morning routines this morning of just like comparing what I'm doing to what other people are doing. So a lot of that discomfort I think comes from us being like, well, Hey, we're doing really good. It's a lot better than where we were, but so-and-so is still doing here. And like, even though I don't like to compare myself to people and what they're doing, I'm still a competitive ass person. So I think part of that comes from like understanding and recentering that like, Hey, I'm on my own journey. I need to set my own scoreboard. I need to have my own definition of success and shit. This is a lot better than what I was doing last year. I need to be, I need to like re get grateful for what I
1: have. Yes. I like that. Re get grateful. That's a good (laughs) phrase. That's true though, because that's how I feel as well. And, even in my professional career everybody's about numbers and like you see you may see another marketing company and you see their numbers or for example if you're in an organization like you see other franchisees mm-hmm. their numbers and you're towards the top and it feels good but then you forget where i started yeah. and not only where i started but also people would kill to be where i'm at now exactly and i think that's something we all universally struggle with. It's like it's a double-edged sword. It's what makes us really good at what we do. <laughs> yeah. Because constantly we're thinking we're the underdogs. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always take that approach. In my head, it's like I work like an underdog, but then it's, sometimes it's like I got to snap my mind out of it and remind myself, like, hey, I'm not in the darkness anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I I have seen the light. Like, yeah. we are in the light. Yep. I'm in a great spot. But find a way to merge that um, because it's almost like I get the fear inside sometimes where it's like I don't want this to end.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's
1: not that I don't want it to end. Well, I do. I don't want it to end, Yeah, yeah. but I still keep working like I was before I had it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know what it feels like to lose it yeah. because when we went through that hard time with our stores and we had to close the location in the middle and that was the biggest ego hit of all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we rebuilt back to profitability again. Mm-hmm. But whenever chicken wings tripled in price, this was back in 2022, late 2021, we had three locations. I was super over levered and long story short. We started burning red for about five to six months after we were burning. I mean, we were green for four years. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. 2022 just really sucks. That was like the first six months of 2022. We were burning, I mean, realistically, like five to 10 grand a month.
0: Yeah. After
1: we were doing like 15, 20,000 in profit a month. Mm -hmm. But our core product, which was 44% of our revenue, went from $55 a case to $160 a case. And we did not have the experience necessary to make the adjustments Mm -hmm. that people that have been in the restaurant business a long time had experience to do. Yeah. It was kind of like we were shooting from the hip. Mm. And I got really lucky early on. And I think there was, there was hard work involved with it, but when you're in a great mm. economy and things are going really well, there is luck involved. Oh, yes, There's so much money uh, in the ecosystem uh, uh, that people uh, are spending. Yeah, And I compare our business to, it was a large ship that had some holes in it.
0: Mm.
1: When the climate kind of dried up and consumer spending started to dry up, and things got a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. and all that money was pumped in, and all these other businesses were open up, the landscape got more competitive.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: what happened to us as a volume based business with low margins, mm-hmm. we competed on volume and pricing. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have the large contracts that Jim or Papa John's or Domino's, yeah. the guaranteed mm-hmm. locked in pricing for six months, nine months. So, for us as a smaller business, our products doubled, tripled in price, and mostly our core products like chicken mm-hmm. wings. So our margins were flipped upside down overnight. Yeah. We went through a period of six months, and red, decided like we cannot do this anymore. We have too much overhead. We have an area director. We have general managers, assistant managers. We've got so much on top that
0: mm-hmm.
1: the hardest six months was going from May of last year to late last year and just slashing, getting rid of a location in the middle, finding somebody to buy it out, getting rid of the debt from that location. Uh, and we did it. We did it, but it was, it was a motherfucker. I mean, it really was, it was, it was brutal. It was very stressful, Mm -hmm. but that's what made us a lot better at business because we realized we needed to compete more. And when I started doing the videos, of local businesses, I would do the videos and I'd see what really cool concepts we're doing. And you see the things that catch your attention, the things that draw you in Mm -hmm. and you see that and you ask yourself the question would I feel the same if I did that for my own location? Mm-hmm. And the answer was unequivocally no. Yeah. So that's where Two Bros Pizza Co. was like, okay, let's rebrand our Crooked Feathers location in St. Charles. Let's make it more of a niche concept. Mm-hmm. Let's make the product better. Let's start with doing our own dough. Like, let's not compete on volume anymore. Yep. And as mm-hmm. a byproduct, let's compete on experience, and then the volume will come. Oh, yeah. And that's essentially what's been happening. Yeah. So it's been a long road, but I think those are the things that make us better. Oh, yeah. Like, when shit gets fucked up, like, that's when we get better.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. It,
1: And I don't know if you've experienced that yet and like your growth journey, but it's like, man, like I've seen the fountain dry up Mm -hmm. and that is a brutal feeling Yeah. because I had that 2020, I remember when I bought the 2020 model S, it was the performance version and it was like 97,000 and that was in 2020 and I'd been making really good money for three years and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like I made it. Yeah. And then a year and a half later, I ended up selling it to get the equity out of it because I was burning red and I was like, I need to just sell all the shit I have. Yeah. To cover that mm-hmm. because personally, like on my house, like I was in a good position where I don't have any debt on my home, mm-hmm. but outside of that, I had a lot of business debt. Mm-hmm. So whenever we were consolidating that location, I was like, I need fucking capital
0: yeah. and I
1: don't want to go loan out more money because yeah. you know how hard money is. Hard oh, money is yeah. expensive yeah. and
0: yeah. interest
1: rates started rising. So it wasn't as easy to go through a bank mm-hmm. and get money in 2022. So mm-hmm. I just find it interesting, but long story short, when you get back up on top and you understand the skills necessary to get there mm-hmm. i feel like that's what made me better oh yeah whereas before i was a little bit more of luck and digital marketing was like we crushed that yeah and as you know like the facebook landscape has changed a lot a in lot. Three years. oh yeah <laughs> it got a yeah. lot more expensive yeah. and either way man it's good now because now we're competing on experience we're competing on service versus yeah dump a bunch of money into marketing mm-hmm. give a coupon rate price subpar product <laughs> yeah Deliberate and then just keep winning customers through marketing. And Mm. it just.
0: It's a vicious cycle.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of like what led us here now today was, you know, being here with you. Yeah. And kind of the journey of things. Yeah. Just like even for yourself. You were in medical sales. Yeah. And you hated working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you started doing digital marketing on the side. Yep. And I forgot. I think it started out as Ms. Marketing. Why yeah. is it? Why was that
0: it? So I worked. So I went to school in Columbia, Missouri. I played soccer at Columbia College. Right I think it across. still comes
1: through on my uh, my billing as yeah, Ms. That, Marketing. That's
0: LLC. So the LLC yeah. So yeah, the LLC's still set up that way. So um, I worked at a company in college, and then my first job out of college was at a company called Ms. Menus. So it was like compete like before uh, Uber Eats and Grubhub were yeah. like big. It was kind of like a localized. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to create the company, and I'm just going to use Ms. Marketing and that's where the name came from.
1: Yeah, dude, I like that. <laughs> well, you're with Height now, yeah. and I mean, strategically, that was a good position for you. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it allowed me, I think, to like do what I do best, right? So like, I, I think in, in so many different aspects of my life where I've struggled is where I've tried to do everything, and I've tried to be everything for everyone and be everything with inside my business, and there's times right? Where you have to do that. But if you try to do that all day long, you're going to burn yourself. Do you feel like it held you back too? I think, I think, I don't necessarily know if it held me back as much as it was like, I was never going to reach where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I say hold me back, like I could have been fine, but it would have been in uncapped. I would have been, I would have been capped for a very long time doing that. And I wasn't going to be happy because it was like, I mean, even still to this day, it's tough because I, Am the lead generator for our company in a lot of senses because people know like. And but trust do you think me. that
1: will change, or do you think no? Do you, do you and okay, that's my next question because mm-hmm. I think based on your answer, you'll agree with what I'm going to say. And number one, tracing back to the stores and everything, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. I did not want to give up control of things, so <laughs> whenever we spread to three locations and tripled our problems, mm-hmm. I was a lot of the problem, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. because of the fact that like. I tried to have total control of everything and micromanage mm-hmm. while I was employing people, but then also on the flip side, I didn't understand how to look at interview people or anything like that. I oh, mean, yeah. I was, uh, it was four years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. and I saw a resume and I'm like, man, you look like you'd be a great fit. And yeah, you like, want to work here? Great. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but long story short, you just I asked the question of you being the main lead generator. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in a social landscape now where really I dove into personal branding after seeing yours and a few other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle's was one of them. Yours was another. And when I saw you guys' personal branding, I used to think I wanted to be in the back end of the business and not be in front of people or Mm -hmm. do anything like that. Mm -hmm. And what I had to realize and overcome was the world is not what it was a decade ago, two decades ago, three decades ago. Mm -hmm. And the biggest talent and the biggest skill we can bring to the table
0: is us. Uh, Oh, yeah. And we we don't
1: have to do all the back end work. We Mm -hmm. don't have to do that. But – We can be the face of it, and not just the face is like, this is Adam's company, Mm -hmm. but you're the morals, the ethics, Mm -hmm. the stability behind the business, and most people say, well, I want a business that runs without me. I'd love to have a large business that runs with me still being engaged, Mm -hmm. and I think the goal of I just step away from the business it just lets it run is like, there's scale to that, Mm -hmm. but... I agree with you because I think personal branding is the biggest thing that's going to strike in the next five years because Mm. paid media is only going to get more expensive and then people who are building relationships are going to have the easier overcoming conversations when it's like, how do I acquire you as a client? Yeah. mm -hmm. Same thing for you. Like I saw your stuff online. Mm -hmm. You built trust with me before I knew you. Yeah. You showed me value Mm -hmm. and it was a much easier conversation because I felt like I knew you. And I think even in my professional world, Business owners too. They think everything I post is about my business. Yeah, and people don't care about your business; they care about you. you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I mean, what do you feel like that? Like on content creation for professionals, and do you think people are behind the curve right now, or do you think people are not catching on? Like, what, yeah. what is your thoughts on it? And like, how do you see it? Do you agree with that? Yeah. That it's like it's way bigger than people realize. Oh yeah. But then they're also too afraid to step out and do it, or are they just. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know when you first made videos when I first made videos they fucking
0: sucked. Sucked, oh, yeah. <laughs> they sucked. yeah, literally three, <laughs> year, like, three years. Three years ago, as I was looking at my videos, and they're not great. It doesn't
1: man. get better until you do it over and over and over, over. over again. But what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, so like I've been doing it consistently now for three years, and I think like when I got started in doing it, it was not really mainstream. Like people, like pe- what people don't realize, is regardless if you post content or not, you have a personal brand. People think something about you regardless if they've ever seen a post or if they're just connected with you online. That's typically also considered a personal brand. So basically
1: before you – so you're saying, not to cut you off, but if somebody does not do any personal branding – There's still this perception of that person. exactly, Yeah. And almost doing nothing can be counterproductive than doing something at all.
0: Yes, correct. So like people are looking at you as like, hey, that's just a roofer. That's just like they don't know who you are. Right. And so in this competitive landscape over the last three years, people haven't built out their personal brands because, as you mentioned, money was flowing. So, like, if you were in business and you, like, were even okay as – we work with a lot of contractors. Mm-hmm. But, like, even if you were just, like, okay, you were still super successful. Yeah. And and so now people are kind of scrambling, like, what's that next lever that I can pull? Because the demand isn't there. The personal brand is the one thing that I think, as you mentioned, over the next five years, that the people that take it super seriously and build those things out, that's what's going to take their business to that next layer because – it's so, I mean, yes, you can pay people to do different things for you, but it's so cheap to do. It just takes your time, energy, and resources. And when people see, for example, if you own a company and they see you post on your personal page, they can see into everything. Mm-hmm and they're so much more likely to do biz with business with you, know, like, and trust you, and then refer you out to your friends and family, I think people have been reluctant to do it if, they ha- if they're capped, right, in, in terms of a space. So everybody's like, Adam, it's so easy for you to do it because we have 600 clients, and our clients are coast-to-coast coast and even world- yeah. worldwide. Yes, did it make a lot more sense for me to do it from the beginning, and is that why I did part of it? Of course. But even if you're a local business owner, the value that you can get and the recognition that you can get in your local community I mean, that can be a business in and of itself if you just tap into organic social media. And so I think the people that take it seriously really over these next couple of years are going to put themselves at a level in business that not any of their competitors typically are doing at scale secondarily, secondarily. What I also realized is like as I've been building up my personal brand, I just, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to kind of create like a mastermind and a course. Um, that I was going to ask you, man, it, because, what is the next step because, to put you on the spot because, to teach other people? Yeah, because people have been asking me for years and I've always been like pushing it away. Hey, I don't want to do it. No, I do it, don't want to do it. Well, I did like a free PDF and had 500 people ask for it and people were really like, no, we want to start paying you. What I realized over the course of this time too is regardless of what happens in my digital marketing company, which is, everybody, what, which is what everybody knows me as, I could go start a new business or if, if my company fails, I could go be in any industry and I'd have the authority. Now, yeah. I'd have to sell them and, and get them to know, like, and trust the new product or that, but I'd already have 90% of the equation done. That's where people are missing the boat. It's like, dude, you can go sell random widgets or whatever and people are going to buy it from you. Dude, right. i
1: I just laughing because you get it. And that's the funny part is like I work with people all the time, and they think everybody cares about their business. And like you just said, it is the person. Dude, mm-hmm. that's fucking amazing. I just love hearing you say that mm-hmm. because it's so true. And the amount of times people just don't get that because, like you said, it's it's you, the person. So, like, if you go to a different industry, mm-hmm. I'm going to remember you, yeah. who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to never be out of sight. You're never out of sight, out of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: You're always in front of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not posting the same shit. Mm. It's always something new. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. Could be innovating. Yeah, But you can go sell whatever. And it's I'm still not buying from somebody I don't know. I'm buying from a friend. <laughs> I'm buying from somebody I trust yeah. I like. Uh-huh. And one of the things I always tell people when I work with them is, you see all the stuff I post online. You see how much I put myself out there. If you know one thing, you know that I care about my reputation. Mm-hmm. And not only do I care about my reputation – I care about somebody tarnishing that.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. So with mm-hmm. that
1: being said, you could easily attack me online. You mm-hmm. could easily do whatever, and cause a bad reputation for myself. But take that into consideration when working with me, because I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. to protect that reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I'm not hiding in a corner where they're yeah. like, you know, somebody Tanner does this or Tanner does that. But we put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. So we put ourselves out. And I don't say on a pedestal as if we're better than everybody Mm -hmm. else, but on a pedestal to where we can be knocked down easy if we do somebody wrong.
0: Yeah, 100%. But we're
1: going to put our name behind that, and we're morally and ethically going to do what's right Mm -hmm. and let everything else fall into place. Because you've always treated me good. Mm -hmm. Every time we've worked together, whether it's something I agreed on, disagreed on, didn't want to continue with the service or not, Mm -hmm. you didn't push it. You are always there. And I always tell people... I've only been fired, not fired, I quit one job. Mm -hmm. I say fired because I felt like I was fired. (laughs) But I was uh, in college, and I worked at this facility for all throughout high school and through college, and it was a baseball facility. And I remember, and I've got a good relationship with both of the owners now. uh, But long story short, I mean, I was there, and I was really loyal, and I wanted to go off and do something on my own. Mm. And I will never forget the way I was treated when I left there. Mm. And the reason was, is because... They were upset I was leaving. And granted, you know, I'm a 20 year old kid. Like, maybe I could have gone about it a different way. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, I gave my two weeks, and long story short, there was just that bridge that was burned with me personally mm-hmm. when I left. And I carry that to sales too, where it's like, if somebody disagrees with me or if somebody doesn't, you know, I may know, but the last thing you want to tell somebody is that they're stupid and don't know. Nobody wants Dude, to hear that. Like, and I got treated so poorly yeah. that it was like, down the road, I would have gone back because when I did, I went and started a facility myself. And then Mm -hmm. when I got out of college, I was figuring out what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to sign a lease Mm -hmm. and I probably would have come back and who knows, I want to be here now today, but I didn't do that because of the way I was treated when I left.
0: Dude, that's, that's one of the things that I think people miss the boat on And like in digital marketing there, as you know, like there's hundreds of thousands of agencies that are out there and every day, everybody's clients are getting trying to get poached by somebody else. So we had our largest client we've ever signed. Uh, They worked with us for six months earlier this year, and we were doing good. Like, the results were there. E-commerce brands spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year um, on on Facebook and Google and all the crap. And, um, you know, they were like, hey, we, you know, just to let you guys know, we're going to switch agencies. This was a a month ago. We're going to switch agencies. This other agency in Canada said that, like, you guys are doing everything wrong and like all these other things. And like, they can guarantee in the first two weeks that things are drastically going to change. Like they're literally putting that in the contract. They're so confident that, and you know, like I was like pissed off and upset because I'm like, man, like you guys have been like a lot, like you're spending a lot of money, but like you guys ask a lot. My team, anytime you guys have a problem, like we're like six or seven people deep, making sure you guys are squared away, responding to you guys way outside of like business hours. So we like, should have probably set better boundaries and directories, but, like, anything that I touch or my team touches, like, we're going to do exactly what you said, go above and beyond. So we have the off-boarding call, and, you know, they're like, you know, hey, you know, we, we really like you guys and all the stuff. That's baby clothing, so they ended up sending you know, Murphy some clothes. So I'm like, hey, guys, you know, if there's ever anything you need, like, I, I hope and, and hope for you guys that, like, I'm wrong and that you guys go and work this agency and they're able to figure out everything under the sun and do all this stuff. Last week I get a text, hey, uh, you were right. And I go, oh, okay, okay, all right. So I was right, and they're like, yeah. So we switched over to them, and all the stuff has t- – and, like, it's so – like, it's ads, right? So it's like some of this stuff takes time, but, like, they literally guaranteed that in two weeks it would be, like, 5X what they were getting. It tanked, and they're coming back tomorrow to be a client again already so it's like when <laughs> like I could have burned that bridge and been like "f you guys never come back," all those things. But everybody on the way out, I'm like, "Hey, just so you know," and we have we of clients come back all of the time, and it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it sucks that they left, but like sometimes people have to go see what they yes. thought that they didn't have, but realize how good they actually had it and see for themselves in a world of people just full of bullshit. That's how
1: you win. The, those people are your biggest winning yes. clients. Yeah. When they come back, they're your biggest advocates. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people miss the boat, too. It's like they look at something as a sale versus a relationship. Yeah. Like I said, we've done services together. Mm-hmm. And then there was times where we had to lay off the brakes or do whatever, yeah. but I've never gone anywhere else. Yeah, And I don't plan to yeah. because I was always treated right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's 100% transparent. And I think that's the biggest thing is I think most business owners are like, you know, Oh, whatever, you know, go wherever. And, like, I mean, I haven't been treated that way before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gives me a bad taste in my mouth. And it's like, fuck you, man. I'm never coming back to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you did the exact thing. It's just like mm-hmm. firing an employee or mm-hmm. not somebody. An employee chooses to leave. To leave,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. They
1: choose to leave. They think the grass is greener. I can tell you how many times even in our businesses people have come back. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, open arms, like, come on back. Because... Yeah. I think if you honestly believe like you're doing good by people and like you know you're doing giving out a good product, and it's like yeah. go test the water somewhere else. Like I have nothing to worry about.
0: Go do it. Like go do yeah, we'll it. See and what happens.
1: That's cool that that happened though, and I'm sure it's not the first time.
0: Nah, dude, it happens all the time. Unfortunately, really? uh, yeah, because like people, I mean, people promise everything, and it's just, in a lot of these you know people that we compete with, like we don't have a, a we don't have a big sales team even yeah. though we have 600 clients, a hundred plus oh employees, God, it's like
1: all these other marketing companies, all they it's do is all, just rant all businesses. Yeah. And I will tell you, we've talked about it before. There are ones out there that will blow up our lines yeah, and then send me, find my phone number and send me a message. Like, Hey man, I thought, you know, I just wanted to get together and it's like, yeah. You text me to get together every six months. Yeah. You guys have tried to put me on your program. It's yeah. been four years, yeah. and you keep. I keep telling you, leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's because it's impersonal, and you just want to shark sell me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's like I like like take what you treat sales, me as, and I yeah. do not treat other people like that because <laughs> yeah. I know how you make me feel. Oh yeah, no, like it's a lot crazy. of those, a
0: lot of those agencies are like sales organizations that just so happen to do digital marketing, all of those things. So for us, it's like I know. Pretty much every single client that's ever well, came through. Well, you don't through. dump a
1: bunch of money into your sales team. No, no, we and don't. I think like, that's the it, difference. It's,
0: it, it, I mean, we 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 get our own organic marketing leads that we do for our clients, yeah. and then from there, it's you know my brand, personal branding, whatever, word of mouth, all those things, and it's just like, it's a breath of fresh air. So even when people are like, man, on the way out, if they go, they're like, man, I know I can come back and have a safe place to come back if I go and test this out and it doesn't work.
1: I like that though. Because you're protecting yourself. But also, that's a selling point, too. Mm -hmm. Because if that's, from my perspective, if that sales organization, I'm saying the sales organization now, Uh that marketing company, if that marketing company has an elite sales team Mm -hmm. that is compensated heavily, that money has to come from somewhere. And where does that come from? That (laughs) comes from the client's pockets versus your route of organic branding Mm -hmm. and marketing where it's going, if a client comes to you, it's going directly back into your pocket versus mm-hmm. going into a sales rep's pocket. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, like, I don't know what those guys make, but I know a lot of the sales reps make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they jack up it. Yeah. And anytime somebody's working with me on a deal, and this is what rubbed me the wrong way about a certain company, was always coming back with a better deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, always, why didn't you give me that deal? In the first why <laughs> didn't you give me the deal the first time? Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, it's in a quarter. Like, hey, I can make it even better. Yeah. And it's just like, why can't you just give me your best, best deal? The deal? And then also, why do you need a 12 to 18 month contract to get me in there if mm. your product's so good? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand, but like, it's also like you have an outrageous price. Mm-hmm. You're trying to cold call me, shark sale me. Yeah. And you want a long-term contract. And I know damn well, whenever people want to do that, I look up these companies. Yeah. And when I look them up and I see things that don't that align <laughs> with what I'm seeing, I will not work with them. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. I asked another guy this other day, I'm like, dude, how do these companies stay around? And the phrase that he said is basically like, there's so many unknowing business oh, owners yeah. and professionals in money. the water
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we work in these industries. So like we do, we look up companies. Like we're business owners. So mm-hmm. like we're very, being millennials, you're millennial, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Being millennials, like we're very engaged with the internet. So we don't know what we don't know. And I'm always finding out trying to understand other people's perspectives, but I've come to find that things that blow my mind, like, why would you work with this company? Or like, why wouldn't you look this up? And they're just like, well, I did not know, I trust them. And I'm like, it blows my mind, but then I realize like, man, people really do think that way. Yeah, It's not good or bad. It's just kind of a shame because- It's
0: the way it is.
1: But isn't that crazy though, that people, they can just, these companies- anywhere in the air like especially digital companies mm-hmm. i mean those young guys on yeah. tiktok yeah. that are like in their 20s <laughs> that like you know they're outsourcing oh, yeah. everything to like india and uh, they're like yeah man you know we're gonna get you on tiktok oh. and you know we just need four thousand up front <laughs> and the contract's not guaranteed yeah. and all this and yeah i remember i used to get hit up all the time that was last year crazy. i was telling you about that it, yeah. was, it is wild
0: that's crazy man
1: but so what is the next steps for man Media? i mean look, so yeah go? like
0: height, we're continuing to grow um getting get it get probably a couple more locations here by the end of the year. And so working on finalizing that. Um locations, what do you mean? So we, franchises. Franchises? Yeah. So we have 20, we have twenty something locations right now. Um, looking to continue to grow and expand that and uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Like right now in, in any industry, it's really competitive right now from the economy standpoint. Um, so I think we're set up really good for like the next 12 to 18 months. So you're noticing going that on.
1: though, consumer spending is dampened. Oh yeah. And everybody,
0: yeah. anybody that says otherwise is <laughs> the, like the only companies that I haven't heard are the ones that are like having massive growth sure. are the ones that started at the end of last year. Yep. Or they started, you know, the beginning of this year, right? So it's like, okay, there's not a whole lot to compare it to. Um, we're growing, but not nearly at the rate that we were growing the previous three Why years. Why do business
1: owners lie to themselves and lie to other people? Is it just to protect their own feelings? or to...
0: I sometimes don't think that they know they're lying. Like, they don't realize Hopeless, what they're saying. Hopelessly optimistic? Exactly, yes.
1: I find that... Uh... You know, I, I've been there, too, and that's why it's like I kind of wonder sometimes, like, me, my breaking point was getting past that and being, like, real about, like, mm-hmm. what I'm actually putting out and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, noticed that, man. That's gotta, why I like to ask that question every show I go on to is, like, do you think consumer spending is dampened? Do you okay. think people are holding tight to their money because we see it? I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. it's – and most people just don't want to say, like, my business is slower this year. Yeah,
0: I think it's it you get, getting real with yourself and, like – understanding what's true and what's not or what's a feeling like a lot of people say oh this is happening it's like no it's kind of just a feeling like it's not a fact yeah and so people you know will do whatever th- tell themselves whatever they want to hear in order to make themselves feel better
1: i think that's the best way to put it <laughs> you work with business owners so you see it. all the see time
0: it. all the time well man we're finishing up Wrapping up this episode, man. This was great. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming in. This was a good conversation, just off the cuff, going back and forth. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your business, and looking forward to just seeing what the future holds for you, man. So I would love if you could just tell people where they can connect with you online. Yeah, absolutely. and uh, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes.
1: Just uh, anywhere, just Tanner Dallas, T A N N E R, last name Dallas, like Texas. You'll awesome. see like a little check mark or something like we got. It's <laughs> not. It's nice having that though. Like I know some people like. Like, man, I don't need that. But it's like at least you know like who you're finding. Who's real news? Yeah. Huh? And like I've had problems with my Facebook and whatnot too. And like having that instant access to like mm-hmm. somebody to somebody help somebody to be able to pop it in. It does there. help. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm thinking I'm the only Tanner Dallas with a blue check mark, <laughs> so
0: Well, cool, man. We'll have that in the show notes, man. Thanks again for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. And I want to thank you again to the the guests for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. I'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed.
1: I'm an entrepreneur. entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs aren't
0: born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's